from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. <laughs> this is All My Fantasy Children. <laughs> it's a collaborative storytelling, uh, character creation, and world-building podcast where each week we take your brilliant and beautiful listener-submitted prompts, create an original fantasy character, and then we use that character to further define a world and mythos of a world called fantasy. It's a great show. It's a great show. Fucking great premise. Great, great pitch. Hearing you give that pitch, I don't know if you could tell from my intro, but I'm a little out of it. It's okay. Had a little bit of a rough night. You know, we were all. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough night and a rough week, but like hearing you describe the show, like I am back. I am in. I am here. I am ready. I'm glad that you accepted my spirit bomb <sighs> energy. Um, the Genki Dama is growing over your head right now. All you got to do is throw it, Jeff. I'm ready. I am ready. So I first want to ask, um, what's getting you excited this week? And or we can also do. What did you eat this week that's delicious? Um, um, God, and what is or, getting me? What is your favorite is, pair of sneakers? Oh, my favorite pair of sneakers is a pair of, uh, is it used to be a pair of red Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the doctor. There you go. Uh, but I've since then swapped out for a pair of white Chuck Taylors, like the really bright optical white, which, like, on the one hand, it gets dirty because I live in the city. Yeah. But on the other hand, I get to I bought a 16 pack of laces so I can match my laces to my outfit, like whatever I'm wearing. And it's like really cute and fun. And it just jazzes me up because it's like I got 16 pairs of shoes. Oh, and it just it just brightens my day because it's like if I'm wearing a red shirt, I'm wear have red laces. I'm wearing a pink shirt. I got pink laces. Who is this fashionista? This fashion I know, guru, right? I don't know. I love I just it's what I love. So I got hiking shoes because I need them because I will like I made this mistake of going hiking whenever that happens to fucking again. But in the past, when I've gone hiking, I've worn fucking sneakers. Jeff, I have literally almost fallen off of a cliff in Colorado because I was wearing fucking sneakers on like a mountain. <laughs> because if you've ever done like hard hiking, uh, it's. Like, I underestimated it. It was like, this is a hard climb. It's, like, steep, and you're going to have to scramble. I was like, whatever. I'm athletic. I'll be fine. I was not. It's like wearing fucking bowling shoes. It is so dangerous. So I finally bought shoes with, like, appropriate grippies on them. But they're also, they look cool in regular life. So I kind of now have indestructible sneakers that I'll probably have for the next, like, two decades. Hell yeah. Because I'm not about buying a lot of sneaks. I'm not a sneaker person. Or a shoe. I'm not even like a clothing person to begin with. I don't know how to dress myself and wear shoes. So I figured I'd just wear, buy something indestructible that I can have like forever amen. I love it. Yeah. It makes total sense. Yeah. I, I am, I, it, I've discovered, I have discovered that I am, I am uh, very excited about fashion, like fa- fairly late in life. But like, I, I've discovered that like putting together a fun outfit, like looking cute brightens my whole day. See, that's what it's all about. It's honestly what I've learned in my old age. Hey, listeners, if you're if you're a cool teen and you're listening to this, or if you're a young person, younger than Aaron or Jeff, and you're listening, it's all about. Don't let people try to tell you like cool fashion means shit because it doesn't. I figured out like at 32 that wearing clothes that just make me feel cool are what it's all about, and that's why I wear all black because I kind of want to just cosplay final fantasy 15 every day so i try to be veiled in black every goddamn day and it makes me feel so good see i've actually had i've learned the exact opposite which is like i don't feel as good wearing like all black or like black clothes as much yeah like the the and it's because like a lot of uh geek culture things are black t-shirts see unfortunately that is very true i'm wearing (laughs) I'm wearing a Final Fantasy VIII black T-Fury type she shirt right now, actually. God damn it, Jeff. You're absolutely right. I, I just, and like, I've, I I realized at a point that I own so many black T-shirts with text on them that, like, I, I've, I've actively started pushing towards, like, bright, colorful. If I see somebody's merch and it's available in, like, 
a, a, a maroon or a red or a mint green like i'm snatching that shit up that's courage because i honestly this is true this is truth telling i feel like i only feel powerful and attractive when i'm in all black like truly like i feel sleek i pop in color i pop in color you're brave i can't do it i like being like hidden in the shadows no i i need to i need to i need to pop i need to pop you're a peacock that's why yeah and i'm a, i'm a shadow and I need my laces to match the rest of the look. You're Naruto and I'm Sasuke. That's fair. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like that's really, we've hit the core dynamic of what the show is. Yeah, welcome to this podcast where Jeff is Naruto, I'm Sasuke. I never really got that far in Naruto, but I've watched plot synopses. And then we make a fantasy character. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I feel like we usually, or at least we've had more to talk about, but like now oh. that DBZ is done, it's like... What do I like? What do what else do I guess we just get into the show? We could get into the show. We used to have silly bits. We used to just like talk about nothing. But like we talked about getting excited and it's like clothes like kind of get me excited anymore. Now that I'm now that I figured out like what makes me happy, like I get so excited, like thinking yes. about like yes. what I'm going to wear and like leaning into it. Like I didn't understand that concept as a kid and I wish I could have or like this is a sad story. It's not sad, but it's like a sad, pathetic teenager story. When I was uh, 15, I went to Hot Topic and bought with Christmas money a uh, Full Metal Alchemist red hoodie. And it had like the cool alchemist symbol on the back. And on the front, it said Full Metal Alchemist in small font. And on the sleeve, it said Full Metal Alchemist. I was too nervous to ever wear it to school, even though I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I knew I would get bullied if I did. So I literally never wore it outside of my own house. But I wanted no, to so wear it more so, than life. That's such a bummer. But I think about that every day. Now, when I literally wear like... My wardrobe is essentially like Final Fantasy stuff or like South Jersey weird merchandise or just like black jeans, black shirt, black shoes. That's fair, it. Fair, and like, I mean, it makes me, it reminds, it harkens, it gives me power knowing that like I have grown and I have overcome that fear of like, oh, I hope no one thinks I'm nerdy. Cause that was like a legit fear back then of somebody being like, what the fuck is that? And you'd be like, Final Fantasy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not. No, I, I, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I, I remember. Um, but yeah, it makes me feel good, and I like talking about it. We don't need to have, like... I like these stupid chats where we just talk about our own lives sometimes. Yeah. Because I like to think just, that our listeners need to learn more about well, us. And, like, I think really, truly, like I've said a million times, my favorite part of the show is, like, catching up with my best friend for five it's or true. ten. You know, like, it's true. This is this is probably my favorite part of the show, because, like, I get to catch up with my best friend for a few minutes before we do a fun thing. But yeah. literally just, like, a, like a, just a fun check-in. Okay. Do you have a favorite t-shirt? I'm sitting next to my my t-shirt dresser, so I've opened my dresser to like look around. Go scrounge around, just yell into that mic. Um, <laughs> I well, I've got my all my fantasy children's Chabois t-shirt. That's, hey. that, I have that. Um, I do have some. I have so I do have a shirt that I really really love. I have some like podcast shirts. I have some like merchandise shirts. But yeah. the shirt that I really really love, uh, Jen and I both bought one recently uh off of i think it was t fury or another website it's a um it's a wkrp in cincinnati i survived the turkey drop t-shirt oh snap i love and rare event merch it's well it's it's um uh, it it's, it's our it's a reference to a 70s tv sitcom oh about a radio station and our it's an episode that we watch every thanksgiving because it's a thanksgiving special where they do a promotion where they uh drop turkeys out of a helicopter <laughs> and like the whole joke the whole episode is building up to this joke and then they drop the turkey and like you never see any of it happen it's all just their like newscaster is reporting on like there are things falling out of a helicopter now and like he reports <laughs> on it and it's this horrible catastrophe and it ends on on the the president of the radio station saying as god is my witness i thought turkeys could fly <laughs> and like it's 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 so it's this shirt that commemorates this this fictitious event from a 70s sitcom that like i deeply deeply love that shirt i love those deep cut shirts deep cut shirts make me so happy you know it, it goes back to that like it makes me happy like it is a thing that i see and smile and laugh at mm -hmm. and if nobody else if nobody else gets it that's like i'm happy but if literally one person looks at the shirt and goes oh snap then that's that makes my day yes that oh, i could you put it so perfectly that is the truest way to go about it 
Um, mine is because mine is from Mount Holly, New Jersey, which I don't know if our listeners know. We've referenced like f- every single episode has at least like one South Jersey reference in it. Remember the Daily Grind, the coffee shop? I do remember the Daily Grind. I bought a T-shirt from it before it closed. So I have a Daily Grind T-shirt, but the design they let an RV student I think design it, so it was real fucking goth, and it looks like the cover to an Edgar Allan Poe novel. It's like black with white, like spooky, sleepy hollow letters with an antique coffee grinder on it, and it's like the Daily Grind, and it looks like it's like a cool goth novel, and it's my favorite thing in the fucking world because no one knows what it is. But if I'm ever in Jersey and someone South Jersey anyway, and somebody sees it, they're like, "Holy fuck!" Is that the fucking Daily Grind? I'm like, it is, friend. I'm glad you made it, it out, too. <laughs> it is, my friend. It is. Dang. See, I like this shit. We we should have a show. We just talk. Um, But I'm ready, no, let's, to, I'm let's, ready to get let's into Let's go this. through the premise of our podcast that we actually gives our, gives our, our work form and meaning and it's purpose. true. So we're going to take this cool submitted prompt uh, that was sent to us, and we're going to create an original fantasy character. And then we use that lore and all the stuff that we're going to talk about on the spot to kind of develop our fantasy world further. And prompt this week comes to us from Magical Girl Kira on Twitter. Hi, Alice. And the Hi, prompt Alice. is, it's automatic, it's systematic, it's hydromatic. It's Grease Lightning, the hottest new soft drink in fantasy. And we are, so I've, I've made this. I, I didn't actually, I realized I started, first off, I don't even know if you can hear me doing I could. dance. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to crank the volume if that gets noise gated out on those sounds that I heard. They just kind of sounded like a, a seal clapping their fins together. But also I realized I didn't know any of the moves, so I'm just doing the, the sort of fist again, like danging my fins. <laughs> so, just, just doing that one move over and you know, over again. As, as and chance has it, that's the choreo to Greased Lightning. Oh, well, all right, then we got it. So, it's of course, the one move. this reference uh, is from the musical Grease. Um, which I have, I've said on the show before, I was the, in a production in a summer stock in 2012 as Danny Zuko hated every second of it because <laughs> let me give you a little secret movie, a lot different than the musical. Danny Zuko does not sing Grease Lightning. It is Kaniki. So I did not get to enjoy that song except that I'm like, Oh, I think you're ready. That's all he says or something. Anyway. <laughs> So let's talk about <laughs> fantasy soft drinks because we've had a lot of them in the past. And so, this one is very special because this is a literal fucking grease reference. So uh, what I want to throw out, um, I don't even know how to sort of decide this. It's got to be musical in nature, right? So it's got to be it's got to be some like the effect because we've said a little bit of fantasy lore. Mm hmm. Is that soft drinks in fantasy mm-hmm. are magical potions? They are, and they usually have an incantation, and they give you like a spell or like an ability temporarily, like animate rope or shield of faith. So this has got to be some kind of like musical spell, right? Well, Jeff, may I? This is what I was thinking. Maybe we can meet in the middle. All right. Does it one summon a car? Two turn you into a car? Three make you a greaser? <laughs> I love summon a car. <laughs> because I keep thinking. So for 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 musical theater non-historians and people who've never seen fucking Greece, God bless you, because I can't stand it. I think it's awful. And also, uh, if you're listening to this, Google the original lyrics to Grease Lightning. Holy shit, they are so lewd. Um I I, I will say just now that now that I've got your take on Greece, I need it pointed on Mike. Um I believe <laughs> I saw the musical once mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't see the one you were in. I saw the one other friends were in yep. in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do genuinely adore the movie. I think the movie, and I did see Grease Live. Grease Live is good. We talked about that one. I remember we talked about some Grease Live last time. I don't remember. God good. only knows what a fucking episode that was. Um, yeah, we've talked about it, but that was a lot of fun. Except, and I cannot believe that I'm going to say the words that I'm going to say felt like a misuse of carly ray oh of course oh absolutely carly ray was not used to her utmost her they gave her some weird other song that like isn't in greece it doesn't totally match anything in greece but it also didn't feel like if you're gonna break the tone of greece at least and like you have carly ray at least let her just go full carly ray for two minutes and just do an electro pop number so jeff taking a note from what you just said perhaps 
there is a version. This drink is piggybacking on the success of like fantasy's version of Greece. And yes. everyone is expecting it to make you like for two hours, two and a half hours, you're going to be able to sing and like you'll know every word to fantasy's version of Greece, which is called sludge. And you'll know every word to sludge and you'll be able to sing and dance like your favorite sludge stars. Oh, my goodness. But in reality, you're so disappointed because it doesn't live up to its potential because all it does is summon a ghost car. Summon a ghost car now, that doesn't I, even drive. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to say that it drives. Okay. And the reason is because I want to throw out that this is the birth of another really core, beloved, uh, in the way that oftentimes soft drinks in fantasy inspire uh, inspire new and exciting world developments. Yep, I'm ready. Aaron, this is the birth of demolition derby <laughs> racing in fantasy. I hate this so much. <laughs> and that was the last fucking thing I expected you to say. That this is... Okay, wait. So what you're telling me, I have to go from that. So let's recap real quick. Uh, Sludge the Musical, smash sensation all over fantasy. Fantasy is massive and almost infinite. It's like literally the most popular thing in the fucking world. Sludge is everywhere. Well, it's like High School Musical was. Now. No? Uh, it, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, uh, what? Normally, normally I love when I do this, but like I, I, I'm, I'm not treasuring this moment. You know what that means. No. You know who's back. No, please. Can this not be a wizard episode? Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not. But there's oh. there's a wizard cameo okay. where he commissioned Sludge. <laughs> He's an investor. He's an angel investor yeah. in Sludge. Yeah. It's just, I just needed to acknowledge that he's there. Okay. So and then we're done because I want to get to so what our kind of episode is. Hi, everyone. I know it's 17 and a half minutes in, but we've been silly because what this tells me that Jeff said that Carly Rae's performance didn't like live up to expectations. They didn't use her potential. I'm thinking that, of course, every episode about soft drinks for us is about corporate greed. So this case, Sludge is so popular. The, the people who wrote Sludge completely fucking sell out because they get dollar signs in those eyes as yeah. commercial theater creators are want to do again it fits really well with wizard if they literally like wrote us if it was very they wrote a script wizard showed up like wizard showed up with a, a half smoked cigar and was like we're gonna make you some money <laughs> and they said fuck it can i give you a musical theater history lesson yes um in the musical ragtime there's a song called literally henry ford where Henry Ford literally appears out of fucking nowhere when a character wants to buy a car, which is a plot point, but they literally have a song called Henry Ford because allegedly, a legend, legend has it, Henry Ford, the Ford agency, gave them a fu the production a fuck ton of money to write a song and feature Henry fucking Ford in it. So I'm thinking Sludge the Musical is about being uh, a teenager and being wild and having your gang of friends and hanging out and, and kissing Wizard was like, yes, but you have to write me into it and I'll be your angel investor. And that is the last part I will say about Craig yes, Hasterberg. We're, and we're done. We're done with that. We're done with him in the episode. Yes. I just I just needed to be there. So the musical is a hit. It's the most popular. It's high school musical all over again. It sweeps the world. Everyone can't get enough of sludge because it's just like harkens back to a fun time bleh, with your friends. But the thing is, corporate greed comes in. So someone says, Oh my goodness, I know how we can really cash in on this. And it's soft drinks. We need an official sponsored sludge drink. And everyone's like, well, we could just call it sludge. And they're like, no, that's not good enough marketing. What if we just tweak the name a little bit and call it Grease Lightning? And then someone says, great, but what does it do? And because it doesn't live up to its expectation of turning into a musical theater performer, all it does is summon a ghost car. <laughs> and people, yes. what, are so upset that they smash them together? You know what I mean? Like you said, demolition derby. People start fucking intentionally, what, making them smash into each other? I'm not sure what a demolition derby is. So a demolition derby is exactly that. It is a bunch of cars. Um, you drive around in a lot. The general rule is, like, whoever's car is the most standing. Whoever's car is the most standing. You basically ran, ram each other off the road. Whoever's car is the last one still standing wins. Okay. Here's what I want 
to throw out. Are we going to build a car that is the champion right now or something like or the contender? Essentially, that Grease Lightning, by the way, in the movie, in the play is a car that they build to like be fast and they 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 just have it because it makes you look hot. <laughs> so what what I want to I want to get into I want to go explore a little bit of like how that that culture emerges. Okay. Um, the one thing I do want to throw out if we're if we're if we're hitting all the all of the the hot beat characters, it only makes sense that it's Doctor Pip, right? Oh, of course. This is like evil s- evil yes. sinister person sells out a soft drink that like is like, well, what if we market like? It feels like that he is the soft drink mogul. Of course. But what I'm interested in is who do, who else do we want to talk about? Who is the highlight here? Or is it, do you just want to talk about what the drink does? I want to talk about what the drink does. Okay. So we know it summons a car. It summons yes. a, you said ghost. Like a spectral, is it some kind of like, you know, what's the, there's a spell in D&D that summons like a fucking spectral horse or something, right? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's like, like that. like summon steed, that kind of thing, except it's like summon car. <laughs> Except the spell is called Greased Lightning, yes? Yes. Okay. And when you drink Greased Lightning, because it's automatic, it's systematic, it's hydromatic, it's Greased Lightning, the hottest new soft drink in fantasy, you drink it and what, a car just appears? Around you, yes. And you're in it? And yeah. what differentiates cars? Like, is it like your strength of magical ability or like your will? Like, if you have a strong will, it makes a fast, strong car. Mm. Like, what makes the cars different? Is it based? Do they reflect your personality? I Scott, they've got to reflect your personality. Okay, because first I'm, off, because wacky races has to be a thing. I'm see. That's what's more appealing to me than destroying them. I think that is a thing <laughs> that happens where people are like, "This sucks. Let's wreck these <laughs> shitty cars." I well, because the thing is. They're they're essentially indestructible, so you get just people ramming these magical cars into each other until they disappear and you fall harmlessly in the mud. Okay, so that is very appealing to me, but I also want to talk about wacky racing. And I also want to talk about that because uh, there is a specific real world, like, I want to give you a history lesson, which you might already know. Can I give you a quick preface before we do a quick, my nervousness? Yes. Sometimes I think this show has the potential to create like a really amazing fantasy world that like people can play a game in. And then we have episodes like this. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> this has been a part of the show since day I one. I know, but it just makes me laugh that I'm like, I'm like writing out things about like, you know, the, uh, this mountain of creation in this Google doc. And then I'm like, let's talk about summoning spectral cars. And I love it very much. Now, please give me a history lesson of what demolition derbies. No, I want to give you a history lesson on race cars. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Aaron, do you know where race cars come from? Um, when one race car loves another race car very that is, much. That is correct. <laughs> they come and, and, and this actually ties in really, really nicely. Race cars come from bootleggers oh that makes a lot of sense to me it is literally what it was was prohibition happens people are running liquor across the border that well, the best way to do that is to just get it is to get by cops as quick as possible you had you had a groups of people who were who their job was to drive cars extremely fast then suddenly prohibition ends and you have an entire group of people who have de- who have developed a deep love of driving cars fast. And then they start just racing those cars as fast as possible. So what I would like to propose yeah. is that Greased Lightning, we've said it is underwhelming. Yes, but in the, I will remind you that in the tradition of all my fantasy children, all soft drinks are relatively underwhelming, but people do use them for amazing and wonderful things. Right, and the reason the reason I want to say it's underwhelming, I want that point of it's underwhelming, is that means that the corporate people making it probably cut production on it very quickly. Mm, limited right? edition like, greased lightning. It is just it just it flopped. It was new Coke. It was Pepsi Blue. It flopped. Ah, okay. Is it an underground thing? People started making greased lightning to create cool cars for the express purpose of doing cool races so can i give you a pitch to make to put a fantasy twist on your your history lesson so you said that it was to escape you know cops you know basically driving real fast what if these are used to escape what we can refer to as like speed demons like 
a demon or an entity that goes really fast has a bad intent, people start using these to outrun them, outsmart them, or destroy them. To catch up I'm with, cool with them. that. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that. Just yeah. keeping that kind of, because the, the tradition we have of the show is like stupid fantasy soft drink. Someone does something cool with it. Like Kornst defeats a cosmic presence. Rope Alive creates a brand, you know, is is a werewolf. Hilarious. You know, things like that. I'm thinking that people use them for a myriad of purposes. And one of them is just for fun. I want to talk about dumb shit this episode. I really do. But I liked the idea of making it like a part of like the many branches that people used Grease Lightning for is like heroes use it where it's like, help, we're being attacked like by a really fast light speed demon, you know, and they drink Grease Lightning in a car and like they catch up mm-hmm. to it and slay it like something cool like that. Or people yeah, use I it, love you that. know, just had to I had to put some fantasy stupid shit in there. Now oh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's great. It They rules. I love it. It's good. And I like the idea that like it is that like a culture of people making this drink and using it to like achieve this level of super speed as like a lightning i picture the car as like a crackle of lightning kind you know forms around you and oh, then absolutely. suddenly you're in the front seat of a car yeah does the also, car talk um some of them it is <laughs> wacky rate it because because some spoiler of them. some of them <laughs> The finish line, the checkered flag that I am racing towards is wacky races. Okay, so let's talk about wacky, a wacky racing kind of thing. And I want to talk about a wacky racer, kind of. Maybe that's, okay. I want to talk about, because we established the the kind of culture that, a culture of racing and fantasy and using the, well, a culture of using these cars for, because I think the originally intended purpose was, this was this was something that I, I want to hearken to. The original intent created by Dr. Pibb and the soft drink companies that are complete shitheads were like, hey, as often this happens with merchandising, hey, remember this one part of the movie? This is all it is. They were like, yeah, yeah. remember in Sludge, the musical, when there's a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Can song. I throw out a really, like, can I, like, get, like, narrow in on and really, like, tie some things together? Yeah. <laughs> Th- listeners, thank you for listening to us, like, really just just to hop from thing to thing. Yes, of course. Because I, I want to, there's a specific aesthetic. You said a thing that I want to tie in. And also, I really want to explore a particularly very small and silly detail for just a minute. Okay. So the musical sludge, <laughs> what I want to throw out is that it is in uh, like a particularly muddy, quick, sandy region called like, I don't know, Sludge Cove. Sludge Cove. Got it. <laughs> Um, Sludge Cove is mud. Like, it is mud everywhere. You get, like, quick, there's quick stand. It is just, like, it is, it is wet, sticky. You know, it is, like, swampland and yep. marshland. It's and hot just and mud. humid. It rains, like, three yeah. times a day. It's Savannah, Georgia, which, you know. And so, they, <laughs> uh, and so the, what I'm picturing, and, like, the thing about a car is it's not really gonna work in that environment. It's gonna get stuck in the mud. Yes. So what a car is in this scenario, and I need this to be noted on mic, on air to the world. These are motorized sleds, air. I. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or not motorized no, 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 sleds. No, 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 no. I love it. Can it be a motorized sled in that? Or like, like kind of like a jet ski. <laughs> okay. So. Greased Lightning is a soft drink that is created by Dr. Pibb's beverage company, um, and it is to harken back to a movie. It's a single frame of a reference. Like, it's the smallest reference. They make an entire drink around. Like, Remember this moment with a car in Sludge where they, they drove a car for a second? That's all this is. And people go, cool, fuck, fuck you for, one, giving us such a shitty product. Two, we're going to start, like, using these cars to do dope shit. And three... It's a fucking automated sled. It's a it's a specifically a, I was thinking of a snowmobile. Oh, I like that. I like the because image of a cool snowmobile. A snowmobile and specifically uh, I will say this for Aaron. It's because I just watched the episode of The Simpsons where they they go through the mountains and Mr. Burns has the snowmobile and oh that's all I can think God, of. Oh my god, I love it very much. So I want to get to the part of this because we have people like heroes use these cars. Heroes use Grease Lightning. Everyone uses Grease Lightning for a myriad of purposes, this underground thing, because it's not readily available, you said. So I want to talk about wacky racing. And I want to talk, I want to zero in on one wacky racer. And I want to talk about their stupid fucking jet ski snowmobile car. Okay. So 
I do have a really great note. Now that we've laid all that out, I have a really great note. I'm ready for it. Because I'm looking at a picture of a snowmobile. <laughs> I have Googled snowmobile. Okay. And I'm looking at pictures of snowmobiles. I, I know how heroes are using these. How are they using them? If you look at a snowmobile, arguably like, especially if you think about it in like a magical sense, like there is very little overlap or there's a lot of overlap between like a snowmobile, a jet ski. What if it is just if you create like this motorized vehicle that you could fly on, you could glide across the water, you could glide across the snow, you could break out, you could glide through the mud. And so it is like it's like an ATV, if, if, basically. Yeah, they are like super powered short ter- short term, like you only have it for a few like a minute or a few minutes. But like in those few minutes, you can traverse any terrain, which means that like if somebody is uh, being attacked by a Yeti on like the uh, an icy cliff uh somebody is able to like snowmobile up there grab them and blast off to safety Res- they're a rescue vehicle yeah I it, is, it becomes that. it becomes a rescue vehicle i love that it's become like hi everyone i know we've been talking for 32 minutes but it takes a lot of time to establish like a bigger picture idea that now fantasy has fucking cars which didn't happen before so they have these things and people use them for a myriad of purposes now jeff i want to know why the fuck are people racing them in wacky ways. Why not? <laughs> I, okay. So, but like, meaning why? Is there a prize? Is it a league? It has to be a league. It has to be like a thing. Oh, yeah. Can I? Um, can I? May I? I have an please. idea. We have said in this show that in the city of Geode, there are several layers, like a cake. And every layer has like, it's basically its own different, basically like planet, like ecosystem, different weather, different artificial sun. Like there's an adventuring layer that you can go to where it's basically living in an RPG. There's a fashion layer, but it's like a different, complete place. What if in Geode is the racing league where like you, it's like Cruising USA, the the old arcade game, is what I am thinking. Where like you have to race someone like around basically the world within yeah, Geode. Oh. oh, I love that. And what I want to propose is that it happens once a year. Oh, and it is literally like all of the best racers from you know. Yeah, like, of course, you have to have like trial runs. You have to qualify for it, or do you just bring your car? Is it? Oh, I think you just everyone welcome. I think you just show up. <laughs> I think like it is, and that, and it, it reminds me a lot of a marathon. Yeah. And I think part of it is it's not just how fast you go; it's how far you get because these are because we've said that it's tied to your. I like the idea that it's tied to your will. I like the idea that it is that it is like in the same way your personality affects the look of the car. It's like your will, your 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 determination, like your focus. Like if you get distracted by, oh, a cool gem. Oh, no, my snowmobile is falling apart. You said that they can adapt to to different scenarios. So that's the thing where if you everyone, if you don't know what Cruisin' USA Exotica is, I want you to Google it because it's a racing game where you drive like underwater on the moon on the land. I'm thinking that's what the racetrack of Geode is like. So you need your will to be strong enough to basically shape your car as you drive it. That's what I'm thinking personally. Of like, you know, as you're driving, it switches to snow and it's like the wheels. You have to shape them with your will and your mind in order to like survive that and get through it or else you'll just spin out and wreck like in Wacky Racing. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about a racer with you. I want to build just like this is the new this is like someone who's never been. Is it someone who's never raced before or like, you know, the speed racer who's like this is someone who's a seasoned vet. It is somebody who is, it is somebody that only ever raced once. Okay. So they've never done before. Or after. Oh. Okay, why is it only once, though? Because they win. (gasps) Fuck, I spoiled it, didn't I? I ruined it (laughs) for everyone. No, no, no. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the legend. I want to talk, I specifically want to make a legend. Oh, I I love that. I want to make the racer that showed up once. No one had ever heard of them. Strongest will in the damn league, though. Grabbing my dice. Okay, great. Get it. Five. No one had ever heard of them. No. Toughest, toughest racer there ever was. Put everyone in the league to shame. How? Through sheer will? It has to just be like, what? They were just, uh, their their willpower had no equal. Their car was unstoppable. Is that the kind of thing? Or is it just like they never gave up? Is that, or is this something where like, Jeff, can I, can I offer you a pitch that we rarely go Mm -hmm. down? 
Yeah. Is this a scenario where basically Dastardly wins because they're a fucking asshole and they cheat the whole time? You know how Dastardly mm. tries to cheat in yeah. wacky racing with like, you know, it's not about Will. This is someone who like laid spike traps down. It could be. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, fine with that. You know, I... I'm thinking about, like, I kind of just want to have fun and be stupid. And my first thought was dastardly being the villain of Wacky Racing. And it's like, what if they win? What if it's like, and they never come back because they're like, they don't have to because they won Wacky Racing. So let me throw you another, let me throw you, let me, let me take that idea. I want to run with it. Okay. Because I have another idea that I like. Okay. Or another idea that, like, I have an idea that I like and I want to add something to that. Okay. We have said that. Almost all of our soft drinks are taken over by Dr. Pibb's sinister organization. That is absolutely correct. And the people that invented them are always screwed out of their creation. 100,000%. So what I want to propose is that the winner, is that this one-time winner was the inventor of Greased Lightning. Okay. Who did this specifically because uh, this was the race. They they cheated, they were dastardly, they were evil, they were sinister, and they did all of this because this was the race that Dr. Pibb has entered. I was, yes, I was going to say, this is- To make a, this corporate. Yes, I was going to say, this is like a sponsored fucking Dr. Pibb corporate event. Everyone in this race is an employee, corporate shitlord, who like doesn't care at all about the product or the people they hurt, and it's just basically a publicity event for Dr. Pibb's fucking company. And to so try they and enter- get this- to try and get this to come back. Oh. Because they realized that there was a, that they realized Supply that like. Supply and demand, baby. Supply and demand. They're like, oh, oh, you actually like this? What if it comes back? And if, and if we win, if this race, once this race is over, you know, we'll bring back the joy that is. And so they did, ev- this racer did everything they could to undermine Dr. Pibb and make them look foolish and oh, yeah. lose this race. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> How do they do that? Do they because it would basically mean that this person is going out of their way to sabotage these cars to make it look like what? Like that? What? Because how do they beat Doctor Pibb from bringing it back? Or can you? Can you not beat City Hall in this case? You can't beat corporate. No, you beat. Oh, oh, I, I, as long as I am, as long as I breathe, <laughs> you can beat. Corporate. I know, but in this case, I'm thinking of the writing wise. I'm like, so what do they do to stop Doctor Pibb from winning? Besides oh. winning, do they just wager? Like, if I win, you don't bring Dr. Pibb back? <laughs> you don't bring Grease Lightning back to Holmes? What this says to me. <laughs> this is so stupid, this episode. I like it, but it's real dumb. What this says to me is that, like, all of the other competitors are, like, sponsored, are, you know, ma- are, not ma- are not mascots in the way that we use them in all in <laughs> AMFC. <laughs> but like mascots. Like a bottle, yeah. of, a bottle of Rope Alive is fucking racing. <laughs> It is specifically the way that they beat Dr. Pibb is just such is sheer humiliation mm. to where it is such a PR fiasco mm. that he cannot bring the product back. Okay, I dig because, that. Because he dumped a, a mountain of money, Aaron. All of these racers were basically either bought out. They were either racers that like sold their soul, basically. Yep. It was like... What if I gave you like what if I gave you a million dollars and like this this cutting edge semi illegal greased lightning or <laughs> their employees? Oh, it has not been tested. <laughs> it's a prototype. Somebody somebody drinks one, they turn into the monsters from Space Jam. So that gives me an idea. I have a big thing to kind of put a bow on this as to why the race is happening. So okay. our what's our driver's name? Let's name them real quick. Uh, our driver's name is. Um, it has to be a reference from Greece. There's Rizzo, there's Marty, there's Kanicki, there's Duty. <laughs> I know. Um, Can it be Cha-Cha Kanicki? Holy shit, yes. Yeah. So Cha-Cha Kanicki. So Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha is the creator of Greased Lightning. Cha-Cha created this product because they have such a passion for, they had they loved Sludge so much that they were sitting in their office one day at, at uh, Dr. Pibb Incorporated, of course, as most of these stories begin. And they, if we if we named the company before, oh, is it Bev something with beverages? I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't they, matter. They sit in their office every day with their fantasy iPod, jamming the fuck out to Sludge the musical, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. 
what if I, it's something cute that my mom always talks about, like she used to watch me musicals and be like, I wish I could do that. I, I don't think I'll ever have the opportunity to do a musical, but I'd like to. So I imagine it being like, what if it was just a nerd scientist like me? What if I could perform as good as the actors do in Sludge? Develops this drink, develops this thing, and what comes out is just greased lightning. You know, you get a car. That's the closest that they could get, that Cha-Cha Kaniki could get. So Dr. Pibb sees this, sees dollar signs, and is like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. But what if, and then they have, like, so you said, Grease Lightning is released commercially unsuccessful because it's kind of just like this bad reference. You know, Cha-Cha tried to do their best, didn't work out, the end. Dr. Pibb, you said that they create some kind of evil prototype version. I'm seeing this as Bruce Banner versus the Abomination. This is yeah. like the other version where, you know, they take the license from Cha-Cha Kaniki and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to revive Grease Lightning. No, we didn't consult with you. But we're going to bring it back even better. It's going to make like a tank around you, not a reference from the movie. It's going to be like a vehicle of pure will that people can wield and people can drive and look really fucking cool. And Dr. Pibb is like, it's supposed to be about fucking sludge. It's supposed to make a hot rod. It's supposed to make the car of your dreams. It's supposed to make you sing and dance. That's not what this is about. But now it's going to make a war vehicle and we're going to use them as weapons. And so they have to enter this race. To basically undermine it and like what happens if they win? They don't they don't what? Get to release it? Or it just it makes them look bad. It makes the oh I get it. It makes the vehicles look stupid. Because they yeah, can't these go are, fast, they can't do these cool are shit. Wep- I mean, these are supposed to be weapons, these are supposed to be war vehicles, these are supposed to be siege engines. If they get out if they get like outranked, if they get by, outclassed by a red muscle car that looks like yeah. East Lightning. Then and like if one of them is driving and suddenly there are marbles and that giant like think of the tumbler from Batman Begins if there's suddenly like if this this racer like drives by in a little red snowmobile drops some marbles and suddenly that tumbler like wheels off the road. And I get and I what I what I love from this is after this race is over, obviously, that's when Greased Lightning gets re-released under a different name so that Cha Cha can finally like, you know, spread the fun of sludge. Dude, does mm-hmm. Cha Cha ever get it right after the race? Because Dr. Pib is defeated. The race goes really well. But I want to think about I want to learn about Cha Cha because Cha Cha loves musical theater and loves making yeah. beverages. So do they make a drink that makes you be able to sing and dance for two and a half hours, or do they lean into the fact that they kind of just love the aesthetic of the musical sludge and like you wear a poodle skirt for a fucking hour? <laughs> I kind of love I kind of love the former and I kind of love that they start like a very good like um artisanal beverage potion industry about like different like different like perf like for lack of a better way to put it like bardic magic yeah 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 yeah. where it's like it's like haha i've made one that you can sing and suddenly like plants will go around you or i made a beverage where i made a beverage where if you dance a certain way like you can conjure light and sound and like they make all of these musical theater like themed beverages it's a whole line of beverages what's it called all what's the performance line called it's called sludge juice aaron i was gonna call it stage magic but Sludge. Stage magic. Drink the sludge. <laughs> Feel the sl- let the sludge Feel invade the sludge. you. Feel the sludge. Let the sludge Stage take magic. over. Feel the sludge. Let the sludge overwhelm you. <laughs> so, do you remember your first time seeing sludge? Well, do you remember the lights? <laughs> do you remember the music? Hi, I'm Cha Cha Kanicki, <laughs> and I'm the inventor of stage magic taste the sludge Fuck. every drink in every every stage magic beverage is made with really the purest ingredients we have to find ingredients bit, sorry we got to and just a little bit of that extra special magic if you want to sing if you want to dance if you want to make lights and color and sound or maybe if you just want some fun times with your friends racing in snowmobiles or crashing snowmobiles into each other hey i'm not gonna judge stage magic taste the sludge so Jeff, it kind of like we'll say like it gives it's for people who don't want to to like there's so many people like that who want to enjoy the magic of performing but not make it their life. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if I could drink oh, yeah. pro athlete potion, I'd do it because like I want to be able to like run really fast for like a fucking hour or like dunk. I w- I basically want like Mike's special stuff from Space Jam, except like it's not just water. 
Yeah. You know, I want magic powers for like an hour and then I want to get rid of them. And Jeff, I rolled on a fucking website that is going to be a problem for us for the rest of the duration of this show. And it's called randomlists.com slash food. Random food, five random ingredients. Jeff, the ingredients to stage magic. And I want you to think about Cha-Cha Kaniki with a mortar and pestle grinding these things in a lab one day. One, (laughs) it's mostly caviar. The second ingredient in terms of amount, cream. Number three, whole tomatoes. Four, a strong six handfuls of jelly beans. And five, about a pound of custard. (laughs) Caviar, cream, tomatoes, jelly beans, and custard. Whip that together. What are the magic words? Oh, the magic words, Jeff, are we go together. Yeah. We go together as you're grinding it, and boom, you get (laughs) stage magic. And when you drink it, how does it make you feel? I mean, it it, it 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 perfectly captures that first time you saw Sludge on the big stage. Wah baba looba, the wah bam boom. It quite possibly like your toes start dancing and like you you can't control yourself. Does it give you a leather jacket? Oh, for sure. Does it give you a pompadour? Yeah, yes. And a poodle skirt and a pair of Chuck Taylors. Yes, all of these things are true. It gives you like this hodgepodge of all the costumes <laughs> in Greece basically piled on top of your body. You, <laughs> you have a poodle skirt. You have the fucking uh, the teacher's outfit on. You have a greaser's leather jacket. You have a pack of cigarettes rolled in your sleeve. You have a pompadour. You have a cheerleader's outfit. This is incredible. Now, Jeff, what else? Let's let's. I want to talk more about stage magic. Feel the sludge. Okay. What does it taste like? Besides caviar, cream, tomatoes, jelly beans, and custard, is it a rough experience or does it work chugging it down? Oh, it's a rough experience. <laughs> it's, a ch- it's quite a chore just to crush. Because, okay, if it's one part caviar, I'm going to say it's about six cans of caviar, two cans of cream, six whole tomatoes, two handfuls of jelly bean, and a pound of custard. <laughs> it's real it's thick is the thing. <laughs> With like six C's, it's thick. Um, and <laughs> what were Chewy. they trying to create? Were they trying to do this? Or was this an accident? They, this was, I mean, Grease Lightning was an accident. They were trying oh, to create true. They were trying to create that- singing. But what made the perfection? How did they perfect it? Was it the addition of jelly beans, caviar, cream, tomatoes? Was it the magic words? I think it was the magic words. Mm, because what was missing, essentially, I think, unfortunately, uh, Cha-Cha Kaniki's spirit was crushed those days. In the corporate world, there's just not a lot of room for creativity. What was the magic word of original Grease Lightning to make a car? What was like a Dr. Pibby shitty corporate phrase with no soul? Get your engines revved. I hate how good that was so fucking much. I'm so upset. I want to throw out an. I want to throw out why it didn't work the first time and what the actual secret is. <laughs> There's a secret though. <laughs> a secret. Yeah, I want to throw out. I want to throw out what the secret to make it work is. Okay, it's not. It's not a word. Cha Cha thinks it's a word. They they they're like, yeah, I changed up the words. It was fine. The difference is that like Cha Cha was grinding and was like pulling out their hair and was banging their head against a wall and like was desperate to like make it on a corporate payroll and like do it on someone else's terms and they finally made it work but it summoned a car <laughs> when cha-cha left and after cha-cha had dismantled big big grease lightning as an as an institution yep and gave it back to the people aaron the difference is that cha-cha was doing it for cha-cha oh the difference is joy the difference is joy i <laughs> I'm obsessed that they found it within themselves after defeating, I think, big, uh, big business after, oh, <laughs> after beating city, after beating city, Hall. after beating city hall. And like, you know, crossing that checkered finish line or waving the checkered flag and they cross and grease in their red hot rod Corvette, I don't know, cars, but also a snowmobile and everybody's cheering like, oh my God, I fucking did it. I beat Dr. Pib. Fuck you. And Dr. Pib actually agrees to the rules and is like, as per agreed, I will discontinue. Well, everyone's like, fuck you, Dr. Pib. Your drink looks like shit. And then, you know, goes, what? Uh, Cha-Cha goes back to the lab, like goes back home and is like, I need to really buckle down and find out what I want and what I, and get, reconnect with what I want. Yeah. <laughs> and that, 
And that was a musical theater potion. That's a musical theater potion. Can we roll on quick tables for Cha-Cha Kaniki because we don't know anything about this human being? Yes. <laughs> I, have the al- I have the alchemist in front of me. Yay! All right, give me a D8 for a personality trait. All right, you're going to have to give me about 10 to 20 minutes. Oh, I did it. I picked no, it up on didn't. the first try. I no, did. It's didn't. a green D8. I think it's a D8. Wait, is it a D10? It's a fucking D8. Let's go. I'm a gamer. Hello, world. We did it. That's an eight. I don't like being looked at. Okay. They don't want to, they don't want they don't want to be on the stage. Yeah, they don't they have no this desire. This is for to... home use. This is for like hanging out and like yeah, your living this... room and your undies singing and dancing. Yes, this was this was never meant for this was never meant for performers. This is for this is to make everyone a performer. Holy this is to shit. share the joy of this is to share the joy of doing the thing on stage, but for everyone, because everyone should have the joy of doing that performance. Everyone who wants it. Can I give you an image? Yes. We're in the lab at Dr. Pib Industries, and you zoom in on just a, like a lab tech. You know, we see we see Cha-Cha Kaniki with a mortar and pestle grinding away random ingredients with their headphones on, singing, singing Sludge the Musical, just bopping away, thinking that they're the only person in the lab. Someone taps them on the shoulder and is like, um, can you please keep that down? Your singing is very distracting. Can you please go home and do that? Do not bring that here. You know that really creative, that shitty, creative, crushing energy that's in a lot mm-hmm. of, like, workspaces? Felt mm-hmm. that and was like, but even when I go home, I don't want to, like, you know, I, I don't know how to sing. You know, kind of like it crushed their confidence. That moment was like, oh, nobody ever wants to hear me sing. No one's ever going to want me to, like, really let my hair down, really go wild sw- singing and screaming. But... What if I had that feeling, that confidence that a performer has? And in the, you know, at the end of the story, it's about like just singing your heart out no matter what. But yeah, I think it came from a place of like I want to do what they do because then people wouldn't mind my singing voice, as we oftentimes do. Look into ourselves and think it's our problem, but it was a societal problem as it always is. Yes. Yeah. So it was like I don't want people looking at me. I don't want people hearing my voice. But if I could be electrifying like those people in Sludge, I bet that bully would shut the fuck up and listen to me sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now everyone can do it. It's great. Oh, God, it's fucking hilarious. It's so stupid. I love it very much. All right, give me a D6 for an ideal. All right. We're, um, let's do dog D6. Ready, set, go. Uh, one, Black Lab. Uh, the ideal is goodwill. If you don't use your knowledge to help others, why do you even have it? I really they want to share the gift of they want to share the gift of musical theater and even i think even so far as to say when it when the car came out when cha-cha kaniki was in the lab <laughs> the car fucking appeared out of nowhere and destroyed half of the room they were like oh my god like uh, this made a car like people can get around fat like we always talk about how travel and fantasy suck shit because you have to hoof or like take a wagon or a train. Imagine the freedom of being like, oh my God, I, I summoned a car. Yes, just like in Sludge, like a dope car. And it's shaped to my will. Oh my goodness. Like the the power and like the the abilities that that can give you. I think it was like, you know, it was gifted, like, you know, presented to Dr. Pibb as like, this could revolutionize fantasies, travel. Like this could change everything. People would have so much freedom. Holy cats and dogs. And Dr. Pibb was like, yes, but it could also make a war machine. <laughs> Yes, but what about a war machine? What about something for evil? <laughs> so I think it's Ge- always been about... Gentlemen, for evil. For evil. So, <laughs> I know that reference. Um, and I honestly think that this was started as like, you know, oh my God, like because we said it was started as a reference, like, oh my God, and not only summon something from my favorite movie slash musical, but also like it's going to help people. And like, that's what we're here. Signed up for Dr. Pib Industries for good. You know what I mean? As you know, mm-hmm. as we're, we always talk about, we're like, you got to do it for good. But it's like, you know, sometimes you don't know that you're working at fucking Amazon when you're working yeah. at Amazon. <laughs> Give me a D6 for a bond. Let me hit you with a D65. I think that's a beagle. I have a great interest in teaching and I'm constantly seeking out new students. <gasps> it becomes a thing. Oh, they they love that it's an underground subculture. They love that they they go to all the they go to all the races. They go to the, they go to the demolition derbies. Like they they are there, and they're like, "This is so cool." Oh, if did you know if you did you know if you threw a whole tomato in that mix, it's gonna like change up your whole thing, and suddenly you're gonna have like uh, spikes on the side that you can crash into other cars with. If that's your thing, I don't know if that's your thing, but that could be your thing. So 
What that tells me about Cha-Cha Kaniki is that they are in this subculture of racing and cars and demolition derby and potion crafting. Jeff, they're a fucking celebrity. No, Uh they are not electrifying in the way of like performing and lighting up a stage, but they inspire thousands of people also chasing this dream of whether it's potion crafting, whether it's making this car as fast and as powerful as it can be, making the coolest one. Like in this industry, they are fucking famous. They give, you know, they're always at the demolition derby, the person who like, you know, throws the first pitch whatever the comparison to that is like on the microphone they wave the flag they wave yeah! the flag and they start the race and when cha-cha kaniki shows up everybody's like oh shit cha-cha kaniki's here they fucking invented this no way and people like dream about being cha-cha kaniki in the way of like you know crafting something that changed the world and being someone important and they are when they're on that stage though when they are speaking and sharing their craft with the world cha-cha kaniki is fucking engaging like every conversation with them is like a really good ted talk i feel Mm -hmm. like where you just feel better after having it because they believe that you can do anything because sludge look at my passion for sludge made this whole subculture made this whole world you know what what can you do with your favorite movie (laughs) it's very stuck on it being about favorite (laughs) movies though what's your favorite play or movie focus on that well no i don't think if that's the best yeah lean into your favorite piece of media and develop everything around that one thing (laughs) that sounds like a bad no it worked for me so it'll work for you it'll really work for you thanks everyone a little little bit goes to their head (laughs) look at all this good i did all from sludge wasn't sludge made as like just to make money no no it wasn't (laughs) Give me a D6 for a flaw. Oh, boy. That is one black lab. Oh, you know what? My creations have been used for unspeakable evil, and I will never forgive myself. Oh, no. Feels like total dog shit about it. Oh, yeah. Doesn't doesn't talk about it. No. Like, does not talk about that race. There's a reason that they only raced once, and they don't talk about that race. I think that's why they go. That's why they do the race. It was like this moment of, like, watching, you know, watching TV. They just got laid off because, you know, it summoned a car, and they were like, yeah, but we want it to be bigger. Or they quit because they were like, no, it's not for fucking tanks and shit. I'm out of here. So they're sitting at their counter, like, you know, eating cereal. And all of a sudden they see on TV, like, geode race to be held, you know, using uh, greased lightning to summon, get this, war machines, giant tanks and vehicles of carnage racing and like, you know, in a race of destruction. And they're like, oh, my God, I have to fucking do something or I'll never forgive myself. What if I show up and undermine them with, with just my hot rod? Be great. Fucking so stupid. How long does the car last? Uh, a couple minutes. A couple minutes. It depends. <laughs> like, it depends myself. on how well. Like, there's a it race de- in Geo that lasts a couple minutes. Depends how long, like, you can... Depends on how... it. it it's like a, you, you conjure the spell and you have to, like, concentrate on oh. it. Like, it can... As long as you are roll Like, in, in to break down in game terms. Yes, please. If we were to talk about it as though we were playing a role-playing game. Uh, every turn you would have to make a roll to control it, and every turn that like number you would have to roll gets like one notch higher. Ooh! But like depending on like the bonuses that you can add to that roll, like you're you're able to like keep it under control for a while. But like it just gets harder and harder. But for Cha Cha in that race, they had came with they came with a bunch of like bonuses and buffs, and they were they were rolling hot. I dig that. It's so stupid. It's so good, and I really like it. Ah, ghost cars. Is that a wrap, Jeff? On uh, Cha Cha Kaniki. Thanks everyone for hanging out with us all this time and uh, listening to us blather about magic cars. <laughs> we got there. We did it. We did it. Um, thank you so much, Magical Girl Kira, for your prompt. If you would like to submit a prompt for our little podcast that could, so that we can make a really dumb episode about a soft drink and make us feel better, and hopefully you feel better, there's so many ways that you can send them to us. Yeah, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children is gmail.com. Or you can go to the AMFC discord at bit.ly slash AMFC discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Aaron, I got to make a confession that as I've been uh, reciting this ad copy, I've been looking at a photo of... Uh, Hold on, I need to find out his name. I've been looking at a photo of the head of the Loch Ness Project, who is in charge of trying to find the Loch Ness Monster, and I need you to see a picture, because uh, it really has affected, I think, my delivery, and it really just, ha- I can't I can't change the way that I'm speaking now. Do you want me to keep this in the episode? 
no, this is just for you. So, fuck me. <laughs> so, I want to keep this in, and I want everyone to please, right now, if you can find it in your heart, to Google, how did they find this picture? Jeff just sent me a man know. on a lake in a suit with a very long beard and very long hair who's in charge of finding the Loch Ness fucking monster. Welcome to all my fantasy children. <laughs> Jeff, how I'm can they find, find this guy? I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> it's like a fucking ad at the end of a show. Jeff, how can they find out more about... Uh, you can Google the name Adrian Shine, Loch Ness Monster Discovery Project, <laughs> and you'll find a picture that... uh we will show you everything that you need to know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up on the verbal hug. Um, but if you're on the internet, are you on the internet right now? Is, what? Isn't it? I know. Isn't it great? What? Imagine if you could learn about two player role playing games and have a great time at the same time. Wouldn't that be great, Jeff? Are any of them about the Loch Ness monster? Let me get a pen and paper and write it <laughs> because yes, there will be. Um, what what if you could learn more about them, Jeff? Is there a podcast for that? There is. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on the two-player role-playing games. Uh, every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, really share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop Tuesdays at partyofonepodcast.com. Shibuya! Um... All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you like our content and our tone of lighthearted and fun and kind of like whimsical fantasy stuff, go to OneShotPodcast.com and browse around at a myriad of amazing podcast streams and other content to, to explore and discover to the wonders of the tabletop RPG hobby. Um, if you like me, a podcast you can listen to on the One Shot Network is Campaign Skyjacks. Courier's Call. It's an actual play podcast set in the world of Spear, which is the setting of the campaign Skyjacks uh, podcast, but it's about, it's an all-ages podcast that's good for you and good for those young at heart. I still need to work out an elevator pitch for that one. But yeah, go listen to that, because I'm on it, and it's, it's good. great. It's real good. Now, Verbal Hug, I had something that I wanted to start with, because um, this episode has been real silly, real fun, and like we're a little scatterbrained, because... I know I'm feeling a little scatterbrained at the moment. Jeff, are you feeling a little scattered at the moment? A little, uh, you know, uh, a little distracted? I'm not doing great. Yeah. I'm not doing great. And it's kind of just something where, like, you know, we want to be as upfront with you as possible to, like, we're just living in the space where we, we kind of are doing the show how we're feeling the day of. And part of me always wants to, like, apologize for that because I want to be as professional as possible and, like, give you the cleanest, most polished product every episode. But, like, I'd rather us be honest with you as people who, if you're listening to this, you kind of like the show and, like, this is who's making it. We're real fucking people who have problems and shit. And, like, you know, it is mostly my verbal hug is, like, thanks for hanging out with us. And, mm -hmm. you know, you are the butter to my bread you are like the gas that keeps this show going because if you continue to listen to it that's you telling us that like hey we like these episodes just as much as the fucking star tender like huge fantasy high concept ones because you know we're here for the entirety of the all my fantasy children project not just like the adventures and stuff like that you're here for us and you're here for whatever we bring because and that 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 feeling is what keeps me going and i hope you feel good because the show is for you we start this show like we make this show so that like we jeff and i can talk hang out do what we like to do which is tell dumb stories and like feel better and like laugh but also because we know that the people who listen to this like need pick-me-ups and the world sucks but you know by shining a light on it and holding the mirror to crappy things sometimes it makes it less scary sometimes you can relate to us and our own experiences that we bring to the show and hopefully hopefully feel better and know that there's like people out there with similar experiences and similar struggles as you and that's kind of what i wanted to talk about the verbal hug today is that like i appreciate yeah i appreciate that um also my second one which is slightly salty is take everything that big corporations tell you with a bucket of salt do not trust them at face value um especially when they pretend to be your friends and allies I want to, I, I'd like to send out a second. I'd like to give, Aaron, can I give you a second uh, verbal hug? You do I just whatever thought, the fuck you want. Okay, good. Because I want to say, um, support independent art. Support things that are independent. Hey. Corporate, corporations, corporate, corporate things, corporate art, corporate products. Corporations are not your friend. Do not, you know, take things that a corporation says with a bucket of salt. Support independent art. Support independent artists. Uh, the things that are being made on the independent level are truer and more passionate with with a uh, and are 
frankly, like, I'm going to say it. Their independent art is being made that is better than whatever corporate art is out there. Yes. I think, I believe, I am a believer in independent art. I'm a believer in independent artists. I think I, I enjoy corporate art. There's corporate art that I very much enjoy. But the truth of the matter is, is that independent art is a thing that I am planting. I am planting my feet down and saying I love and I support. And uh, if you are waiting for corporate art and corporate and corporations and the people that make these things to uh, offer you the the things that you need, you might be waiting a while. Well, meanwhile, there are independent art makers and independent artists who are making the things that you need right at this second so go out and find them boom yes Whew. thank you jeff oh god you should you should have heard my version of that listener um, <laughs> <laughs> I think um that's a wrap oh yeah that's all we do on this show all right well then until next time good night and good, good game. game but wait jeff Dr. Pibb's Grease Lightning commercial, take one. Hey, Johnny, are you going to take me to the dance or what? Ha ha ha. Mandy, I'd love to, but in the stage version, you don't even go to prom. Oh, Johnny, you're so funny. So, what time are you going to pick me up? Oh, jeez, Mandy, I can't. I got a major problem. I don't have any wheels. No problem, Johnny. I just went down to the local convenience store and got you a bottle of Dr. Pibb's Greased Lightning. Greased Lightning? Well, that sounds neat. What does it do? It's a nifty potion that allows you to summon a car of your dreams. Remember, Sludge? Wasn't that nifty? Well, now you can live in Sludge. But Mandy, we already do. Ha 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 ha. I suppose you're right, Johnny. Now, how about that dance? How about we ride in style? And cut. Actors, don't forget to get your payment on the way out. Uh, Two bottles of greased lightning. Thank you so much, everyone.